movies in 4K. Welcome to episode 38. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you're having a great turkey meal this week. And we're going to get this underway right now for your enjoyment. All right, Phantom, I'm changing it up just a little bit because it's a holiday today. Okay. My latest news is going to be a Thanksgiving movie treat. Ooh. Now, my whole career, 15 plus years, I've always been in horror. And this is the first time that I'm covering all movies. So I figured for you, hopefully you're listening on Thanksgiving, you're sitting around, and you want a good family movie suggestion that's pertaining to Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And what I want you to watch is from the 80s. It's a feel-good movie. It's a comedy drama. It stars John Candy and Steve Martin. It's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I've heard a lot about it, never watched it. It's one of John Candy's best performances. It's heartfelt, it's sad, and there's shenanigans that happen on the way, but it's a really heartfelt movie, and I want you to sit the family around and watch this. It's a really good movie. Get it on iTunes. I think it's two ninety nine to rent. Wow, that sounds like a very good recommendation, yeah. All right, so what news topic do you have this week? Well, now I feel bad because it's very mundane. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, I just read this last week, and I thought it was very interesting because you know how diamonds are very difficult to produce, and that's why they're so expensive, right? Wow. So scientists in Australia have found a way to create diamonds at room temperature in minutes. Ooh. Go figure. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you know how they take like naturally millions of years to form and they require like really high temperatures. We are talking about the pressure equivalent to 640 African elephants balancing on the tip of a ballet shoe. Like, think Fantasia from Disney, but with 640 African elephants. So, that's a lot. So, what they discovered is that it's not really that much the pressure or the temperature, but the way they twist, the way the force is applied to form these diamonds. It's like a, a twisting or sliding motion, they explained it. And they found that with this kind of pressure and movement, they created both the typical kind of diamond that is used in jewelry and another type called lonsdalite, I think it's called, I don't know, which is found naturally at the site of meteorite impacts and is harder than your typical diamond. So I think this is a great discovery both if they are going to commercialize these diamonds, like to make them a little not so terribly expensive. That's what I was going to say. So is it going to devalue diamonds? I don't think, no, I, I don't think regular natural diamonds are going to be devalued because they are still really hard to get. 
and they still took millions of years to be formed. But it's just also that, especially the, the lonsdalite kind of diamond, that can be used to cut through surfaces in mining sites. I mean, it has a lot of technological applications too, not just like, oh yeah, let's buy diamonds. I mean, it's not just that. So I think it's a cool discovery and also very unexpected because, I mean, given the way that diamonds are formed naturally and also in a lab, this is completely new. At room temperature, that was completely unexpected. Well, very interesting topic from the Phantom this week. For a change. (laughs) Learning a little bit, going back to school. So let's kick this off. Viva Las Vegas! This week, we decided to cover a movie neither The Phantom or I had ever seen. It's from 2003. It's called The Cooler. Who stars in this, Lady Phantom? William H. Macy, Maria Bello, and Alec Baldwin. And he is kind of an unnatural leading man, would you say? Yeah, he's not the kind of person that you normally would see as a leading man. It's like he's your typical strong supporting actor. Yes. So I was pretty shocked when I seen him as carrying the weight in this movie. He was good. Oh, he's great. I like him. Uh, It starts in Vegas and he is what is called a cooler. And I had no idea about this, but this is something that goes back to mob days. They hire people that are on winning streaks to make them unlucky. So the tides turn in the house's favor. This is something that they hired for decades and decades. Now, usually they were scamming. This guy in this movie is not scamming. He is a cooler for this casino in Vegas. But he is just an unlucky guy, and anything he touches, he goes to a blackjack table, a craps table, it just immediately turns. So you mean they hire someone to make the people that are on winning streaks unlucky? Yes. Well, They hire people, usually to scam, to talk to them, to divert their attention, so they start losing money. These are people that are winning a lot of money from the casino. This was a known thing in the mob days. Okay. No, it's just that at the beginning you said that they hire people who are on winning streaks to blah, blah, blah. Okay. No, they just hire these. Basically, they were crooks. And they do fishy things to get people off their winning streaks. Mm -hmm. This guy is just so unlucky. He's just got to walk to a table and touch a person, touch the dice, touch cards, start making bets, and the table turns. Or be generally in the vicinity of the table. Yeah, it's like, wow. Now, this takes place in a fictional casino. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be around downtown somewhere. And the mob boss, the casino boss, is one of the old era guys and he don't want to modernize and take it to a family-friendly casino like you know the entertainment capital of the world that it's become you know you bring your kids there's huge properties this is a very quaint casino one of the smaller older ones and he don't want to do the changes yeah he's still making tons of money but 
he's not making as much as he should because he don't want to change. He wants the old Vegas. What's so common you hear out here? Yeah, and that is, I think, a preeminent thing in this movie that that is a, that is dying. I mean, there are people who are there to make the casino new, but the the character Baldwin plays is just resisting because he just wants the way that Vegas used to be. Right, and the people that are hired, the lawyers and such, to transform this casino, he wants none of it. Mm -hmm. And there's a battle going on between this whole movie with all these characters. Now, what I want to say is, which I was shocked, this was the only nomination Alec Baldwin ever got for an Oscar. Yeah, which I, I never was, even I knew he too. got nominated. Yeah. Now, would you say his acting rose to that level in this movie to you i would you would yes he is i don't know he plays the part to a t he is really menacing he is very calm but you know that he can turn on a dime and just go and whack someone and you see that also because another thing is that this guy the the william h macy character he's working for this casino in a way to pay a debt and actually he limps and in the movie it is you to get to debt. know exactly you get to know that he limps because once upon a time he cheated and Baldwin beat the crap out of him yes so he hired him for so many years to for retribution yes and he's only got like a month left or something like yeah, that for days. and it just so happens that he comes across a woman he likes that works in the casino which is played by maria bello mm -hmm. and this is where there's some twists yeah going on in here that i didn't see coming actually phantom yeah it has this kind of touch that is i never want to say supernatural but there is something that just changes because, I mean, this guy is so unlucky because he is always miserable. But the second he starts to be happy, he starts to get lucky. And that is not good. Yes. And it's really interesting. I mean, this was almost a two hour movie, like an hour and 50 minutes. It is rated R. There's full frontal nudity in this by some of the characters. And it felt like old school Vegas. Like, yes. this is 2003, but it felt like it was set in the 70s, 80s, something like that to me. Yeah, it's just that it didn't click because the, the images they show look very modern Vegas. So we're like, well, not I very. Say that. Not very, but I was sure it was 90s. Like, yeah, I, I was like, yeah, 90s. But then. Bill looked and well, no, it's two thousands already. Well, when the movie came out, yeah, that's now true. that could be set back. I actually kind of feel it was mm -hmm. to a time like in like the seventies or something. But you get this weird mishmash because there's current cars that came out around the two thousands, but the just the aesthetic of the movie feels like an older movie. Yes. That's what I'm saying. And to their credit, that's probably what they were going for. Probably. Because this stuff started happening in the 80s and 90s when Steve Wynn started taking over all these big 
And he gets mentioned, actually. Yes. Yeah, and also I knew it couldn't be that old because I told you this girl, there's a girl that, that acts in this movie that was in the Planet of the Apes, Mark Wahlberg movie. So I knew it couldn't be that old because, I mean, she was around the same age or she looked very similar to that, to, to the way she looked in that movie. So I knew it couldn't be that old, but it definitely felt it. like that, And that's cool. Now we'll tell you it's, Totally set in Vegas. This guy wants to get out of Vegas. He's so tired. He's in this mundane pattern, and he just wants to escape. But the whole movie is set in Vegas. Little tip, it wasn't shot in Vegas, the casino footage that they're in for 90% of the movie. It was actually in Reno mm -hmm. when a casino was renovating. They had free reign of the casino, So all the table footage when they're on the floor, the slot machine footage is actually in Reno, but this is set in Vegas. There's plenty of pan shots of Vegas in this. They walk outside streets in Vegas. That's all in Vegas. So you got the whole gamut here. You're sitting in the casino for most of this movie. Yes. So you have that, which was very cool. Last thing I want to describe is the music Because this is an old era casino, this guy is stuck on old time performers, the Frank Sinatra's and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So all your music comes from there, which I enjoyed. Yeah. It felt real. It felt like old Vegas. It really did. Yeah. And it's just in this kind of movie, well, and in any kind of movie, really, The music really puts you in a state of mind and this really works to make you feel that this is this casino is clinging to the past. So it was yes. really cool. All right, this is the time for our rating and recommendation on the cooler. I am going to give this a 7.5. I was really shocked because I knew Macy starred in this and he did really well. Like, I wouldn't say he was amazing, but I bought his unlucky streaks and then when his character turns different ways, because he has a huge arc in this. And, oh, yeah. And it really works. I bought, he was this aloof, loner character, always down on his luck. You know, he reminded me of somebody that would commit suicide or try. He's like depressed all the time and stuff like that but he does his job to make the money for the casino i enjoyed all the footage in the casino i love that because it's set there i really like this maria bello which is a really good looking girl i was shocked i've never heard of her but you have seen her before well you say i have but well you said the lights out she's a mother in oh lights that's out. right that's right okay yeah but she's what 20 years older there so <laughs> 15 but anyway she fit the part too because she's a cocktail waitress and you know they got the nudie dancers in this place like the old style did and stuff the old show tunes and things like that and i was impressed baldwin i'm not a fan of i've never been a fan of this baldwin i like william baldwin the best and stephen baldwin Those two are my favorites. I, Alec Baldwin is just so arrogant. You know, 
I know he gets a bad rap of, you know, when he used to hit news reporters and stuff and all that, but he is a hothead. And he did fine. I can't believe he got an Oscar nomination. Maybe I just got such, not disdain for the guy, but I don't know. He pulled his part. I'll give him that credit. He was better than average to me. But then again, I'm like, is this guy really that good as a mob boss? Mm, I don't know. But Phantom said she likes him. But I'm going to say buy it. You can get this movie for a buck or two bucks on eBay used. It's only available on DVD. I highly recommend it. What do you got? I got an eight out of ten. I really enjoyed this movie so much. I liked all the characters. Well, with the exception of one, but it's completely intentional because the guy is horrible. Baldwin, he, I think he, he gave a very nuanced performance and i enjoyed it too a lot william h macy i've always liked him i think he is a very good actor he is like i don't know like the john c Riley kind of actor that he he is really like wow. yeah john c well, Riley is more comedic you know but i mean it's the same kind of super solid actor that if he's in a movie you know he will do his part well but you nailed it he is so like the second or third supporting actor in a movie because he just don't have the chops to me but here he did what he needed to do you bought it the focus is on him he's on the screen the most time it's about his life basically yeah, and, and I, he I brought loved it, his but performance. But he wasn't like engaging to watch or nothing. I mean, I was totally into the movie, but it's not like this is an exciting movie, I would say. This is a drama. It I is. Would say. Yeah, it is. It is a complete drama. And ju- he just pulled it off so well. And as you said, he has a, a big arch. And he has, like, he goes through a lot of emotions, you know, from total misery to elation and you just believe it by looking at his face he is just such a good actor so i also recommend you buy this movie because it is it is a lot of fun actually it's a drama yeah but it's very fun to watch and it has a good ending oh yeah it has a great ending yeah so there's your vegas pick this week let's get to our feature From 2016, Passengers, rated PG-13, runs just shy of two hours. Listed in four genres, drama, romance, sci-fi, thriller. I would take thriller out. Really? It's, yeah, I mean. It's got those elements. I'd take romance. <laughs> no, it is definitely a it's, romance. Here's movie. another one that's just not what I think of when I think of a romantic movie, but it's there. I would say it is like first sci fi, mm-hmm. then uh, drama. drama, then romance, and then thriller, maybe. 
I say we got to keep Thriller in there because there's things happening constantly in this movie with well, this yeah. ship. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, so we're going to keep that. Who directed this? Okay, Morton Tildum. And stars? Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Pratt, Michael Sheen, and Lawrence Fishburne. And? Andy Garcia for two yes. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> So, what's that synopsis say? A malfunction in a sleeping pod on a spacecraft traveling to a distant colony planet wakes one passenger 90 years early. Yes. And they don't go into... Anything else. A key part in that, and I'm not sure how we should cover that, but I think we need to. Yes, and I don't think it's a spoiler, because, I mean, come on. I don't either. Now, they do have it really vague, which I give them credit for that, but usually people want to know a little more than that. Yeah, like, if I read that that synopsis, I'm like, okay, so? (laughs) You know, it's not really engaging. Well, you got those movies like Gravity and what's the other one with uh, Jason Bourne guy? The Martian, oh, The Martian. You know, where there is only basically one character really in it. Yeah. So, but we are going to elaborate just a tiny little bit in this. It probably would be considered a mild spoiler, but it's key to the movie. I mean, you you see two people on the cover, so. Yeah, well, you don't know, though. It's science fiction. You never know. So, yeah, total science fiction movie. This starts with a little prelude. You see a ship flying through space, and the ship is going through an asteroid field or meteor field, whatever. But one large asteroid hits the ship, and this one guy gets awakened Mm-hmm. just like the synopsis said. Now, they're on a journey that's supposed to take 120 years. They're in sleeping pods a la Alien. Yep. You know, they're put to sleep, and then they wake up right before they get there so they don't age and things like this because it takes 120 years to get to this new planet. Now, this company does this as a business. Earth is still... Like they say in this movie, the hub of all civilization. But this company goes out and finds planets to inhabit. And for money, people can go to these planets. And that's what this is doing. But it takes 120 years. You're never going to have anybody back on Earth that ain't going to remember you. They're going to be dead because it takes that long. So because of this accident, this guy wakes up and is put in a dilemma. Because he cannot go back sleeping in the pod because it's broke. So he is by himself. 90 years, he's, what, 30-something in this movie, would yeah. you say? Uh-huh. So he's going to die on this ship alone. Yeah. Now, this ship is cool as heck. I got to say that. There's a oh, lot yes, to do on this is. ship. And there is one robot bartender that he can <laughs> converse with. Technically an android. <laughs> Yes, played by Michael Sheen. Yes. Who you said, that's the guy from Underworld. Yeah, he's the the lichen wolf. Yeah, Yeah, he don't look like that in Underworld. I would have never known it was the same guy. He changes a lot depending on the characters he plays. I love him. He's such a great actor. He reminds you of the bartender in The Shining, if you've seen that. This long bar. 
it's funny because they pan down he don't have legs he's on this robotic swivel thing Uh and you hear that throughout the movie and this is one of my positives because every time he moves you hear the you know the movement of the gears and stuff yes so that is really cool because that plays in with the surround so go on and describe this little bit of spoiler fan of what happens so this guy spends a year by himself he tries everything he tries to go into the crew place where they should be he tries to get himself back to sleep he tries everything and like of course at some point he just decides to live a little because the 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 android character tells him to live a little so he enjoys the best things the ship has to offer but at some point he's just ready to kill himself like ready to just get out of the ship and let himself be sucked out and then he sees this girl in one of the pods and he likes the way she looks and he starts to he actually fell in love well wait okay I mean, he starts to see the videos where she explains why she's taking this trip and who she is. And little by little, he falls in love with her because she's funny. She's just like his perfect woman. And then he sees one of the manuals that he took to see if he could go back to sleep. And this idea starts to turn into an obsession in his mind, which is... To wake her up and he fights it with all his power like for a time that we don't know exactly how long that is but for a long time he's like debating himself like should i wake her up should i not wake her up and at some point he is just i don't know i, I don't know if weak or what but he goes ahead and wakes her up yes he is committing a death sentence to this woman just that simple well yeah um, yes yes i mean she will die in the ship for sure it's not that she's gonna die immediately but she will never get to homestead 2 which is the name of the planet right and and we should say he's like a mechanical architect engineer type Mm -hmm. on the lower class she is more on the upper class she's got money yeah and stuff so they are i wouldn't say yeah they're pretty opposite i I wouldn't say that i would like if you think titanic i would say he is third class and she is first class basically he has a desirable trade way they think though too they're kind of opposites i don't think so i mean it's, it's just that like he got the trip for free because he is a mechanic he has a desirable trade so he didn't have to pay but of course he will have to pay a lot when they get to this place and she has money to pay for it she's a gold passenger or something they, yes, they call but her she has a life outlook this guy don't this guy just basically wants to get along move on with his life do what he can yes. she has a lifelong obsession career plans they're pretty opposite people, I think. Mm, yeah. I would say, yes, like career-wise, definitely. And she even says it actually straight up in this movie that 
if they were not in this situation, she never would have seen this guy or talked to this guy. She does make it clear. Yeah, there. probably. So the rest of the movie is them going along, daily life. Once she comes out of the pods, she, of course, goes through the same thing he does, trying everything possible to get back in the pods. Yep. And there's a funny part in this when they go to email back home in Earth and it takes like 57 years. Oh, yeah. Or 20 before. some years and then 37 back or something. But yeah, anyway, that's it's before too she late. wakes up. He, he tries it and he sends the message and everything. And, and then the machine goes like, the uh, uh, estimate time of, of delivery, 16 years, and response is 30 something years. So, like, oh. Yes, and everything is automated in this world. And I will say I did read quite a few people's reviews on different sites on this. And one of their main sticking points, a lot of people really didn't like this movie. And there's a lot that did. This has a pretty high rating on IMDb, but it's way lower on Letterboxd. Is it seems so bizarre, and I'll agree with this. I'm not going to deduct it that much from this. But it seemed odd that there is no real person ever alive on this that everything's automated so anything this is a self-healing ship we're supposed to be way in the future here you know it fixes itself and stuff like that but there's nobody else that can fix anything that ever goes wrong with this ship so i mean i do see that as a criticism because when they wake up there's nothing you can do i mean you're just lost now Somebody else does eventually wake up in this movie. Part of the crew, we'll leave it at that, that knows a little bit more. But then again, not really. Yeah, like it all goes to, you know, what what happened with Titanic. Like everybody was sure it couldn't sink. And in this uh, ship, you see that same theme. Like, like, no, like malfunctions just don't happen. But you see that they do. But do you see people's criticisms with that? I see it and I choose to ignore it because... Okay. You don't understand? I understand that. I mean, it seems a little bizarre. Again, you got to put yourself that we can space well, yeah, travel light years away. I understand. So it's going to be so advanced. But I mean, I do see the nitpick and I'm docking a little bit from it. I understand it. But the thing is that, okay, let's say... The movie's really not about that, actually. Yeah. And let us, let's say that, yeah, there is someone who can do that. It would have to be a robot. It would have to because nobody is going to be alive for 120 years. Wow, Phantom, there's an thing. easy thing. I mean, you could get training if your pod busted, taught how to fix the pod so you could get back to sleep. Or extra pods. Just like you're going Titanic reference. There wasn't enough damn boats on the Titanic. There should have been extra pods okay, if yeah. something went wrong. I I like that idea, for example. Yeah, but then again, yeah, maybe they, they would have to have like a an instruction manual exactly how to do that. But then again, there would have to be two people to do that. There would not have necessarily to be. the one yeah the one that is outside doing the button thing and the one inside a robot but, robots do everything in this movie okay like there would need to be a robot and it's funny that is because designed to do that the first robot they come across or talking screen 
is a stupid screen. Like it's not even as advanced as Siri. And they even <laughs> yeah. make mention of that. Which, you know, could be a little gripe. It depends what angle you're coming from. This is not so much about science fiction even though it's totally science fiction it's set in space there's so many cool things in this movie the ship is so cool you know the food they eat everything about the ship is cool and it's all science fictiony and colorful and stuff like that but to me the heart of this movie is about the dilemma the morality mm-hmm. yeah and it's just so happens set in space to convey that further yeah it's pretty extreme so uh, i liked it <laughs> oh yeah me too like thinking about this movie it's like <laughs> i don't know it reminded me so much as i said right now because of this little thing of titanic and wally by pixar it's like wally has well no this movie has so many things that are in Wally. I don't get the Titanic reference. Yeah, because basically a ship that somebody or everybody said could not have malfunctions or sink is actually sinking. Because another like key part of this movie that is not a spoiler is that the malfunction that wakes his character up is just the first malfunction in a string of malfunctions that at some point comes to a climatic point in the movie and it's basic you know and these two people have to fight for their survival but not only them but everybody on the ship right and there's five thousand passengers and yeah. like 300 odd crewmen exactly so it, it it's i think it's 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 really cool but there's really interesting. another little fault you could say too and i can't go into this do tell but when something does go awry this woman character has a change of heart very easily very quickly i think when things got rough we can't describe what happens but i will it was say- kind of nonchalanty for what had happened to her i would say i disagree All right. because i mean from the time that she wakes up to the time that everything reaches a, a climatic point there's a year a mm-hmm. whole year so yes i mean i i just don't think her character changes hearts so quickly it's just that there there it had been a while first of all and then it comes to a point where they have to work together and she gets faced with the things that really matter so like if she really i'm i don't know if she kept her attitude that she had had and justifiably so i would have found like really like, are you really going to still be like that? No, no. Because, I mean, there comes a time when you have to push those things aside because there is another thing that is more important. So I, well, I don't see Phantom, that. you can't say that because everybody's built differently. And boy, I'll I tell agree. you what, yes. the way she acted after she finds out, not only would I be livid and, oh my God, like I... I it's so hard to put yourself in that situation, 
but you cannot criticize somebody for what they're doing one way or another, really, because you would that have no idea. Everybody would act react differently. Yeah, that this is something that I have a problem with in general, like in in movies or or even like you know in real life police things that they say, okay, this person is reacting in this way and they shouldn't. And you're like, how do you know? People react to trauma and to things that happen in so many different ways. Like you cannot just say everybody should be reacting like this. So yeah, I I agree with you. Like you don't really See, know. Here's, here's the problem. And here's the thing I think why this movie has got a lot of bad reviews because what this guy did is totally wrong. 100%. Yes. Everybody can put themselves in some sort of situation where they're alone or on a desert island or something. You know, you're going to get lonely, you know, like castaway or something. You're going to start talking to balls and all sorts of <laughs> well, things. So people can picture that more but what this guy does he actually takes her life and it's hard to overcome that to feel sympathy for this guy after he does that during the movie in the first part you're totally because his beard he looks starts looking like grizzly adam he's drunk all the time you know there's nothing to do you're by yourself alone for the rest of your life on a ship you can't escape so all you have is sympathy for the guy. But once that decision he makes turns, you know, people can empathize with him. Oh, yeah. And I think most men would do this personally. I mean, I never would. I know for a fact. But I think a lot of people would make that decision. That's what's interesting about the movie. To me. Yes. So... Let's get our rating and recommendation out, and then we'll get to the good stuff. Because we'll talk about some more technicals in that department. But for me, this is a solid movie. This is the second time I watched it. All the technicals are off the charts in here. The coloring, sound was very good. Not the best in the world, but I really liked it. I liked the robot sounds. A lot of surround effects in this movie, too. Really cool. I'm going to give this a solid 7, and it's the exact rating on IMDb by all the users, by the way. This is a rental, though. I remembered everything in this movie. We've seen it about nine months, maybe a year ago. I think it was, yeah, somewhere around 10, 11 months ago when we got this. And I remembered everything about this movie. So it's a memorable movie. There's nothing I learned on the second time around. I think once you get to this part and see their interaction, you know, it's cool. I did forget one character that was in it that's only in it about 10 minutes or so. I won't say nothing about that. I didn't really like that part of the movie, but it's a solid movie it's a gorgeous movie and i think it deserves to be seen at least once so as a movie you should watch it once so rental i think this movie is an eight out of ten and i think it's a buy it's it's really cool it's just beautiful to look at this movie. It's like such a cool movie, so well done. Did you like the ending? Not to interrupt. You. Yes. 
Okay. I, I didn't, but and that, that's we a, can't describe it, but I didn't. Yeah, it's like so many things in this movie remind me of Wally one more time. And Wally is one of my favorite Pixar movies. It's such a good thing. Like, you know, I mean, Wally, of course, is more lighthearted and everything. It's nothing like this, nothing like this kind of dilemma or anything, but it's also very interesting. And I, I just think this existential thing is really cool and it really makes you think. And it all comes down to, yes, as you said, what he did was completely wrong, you know, but he is not really a bad guy. It's He's not the villain either. Uh, I mean, it's it's such a difficult thing. And and I think it's cool. I, and I would like to watch it more than once. So I think it's a buy. All right. The video effects of passengers all shot on digital cameras, Phantom. So what do you think? Oh, I think it looks amazing. At some very small parts, actually, it reminded me a lot of Space Odyssey. Because of the ship, how it yeah, the, does the shots. like the yeah. circle. I mean, you can tell it's influenced by that. And it's not like they recreate anything or no. anything, but they just like pulled it off so well without looking like, oh my God, look, they just took that out of Space Odyssey. It's really cool. And that part of the bar... Yeah, it it also reminded me of The Shining so much, but it's but it's, just way more colorful and nicer looking. <laughs> exactly, and it doesn't look like oh my god. I mean, it, you can tell that people were influenced by these different movies without looking copy paste or anything. It looked so nice, but and and all the movies beautiful to look at. It looks sharp. Everything looks great. Not a splotch of grain anywhere. I will say, I didn't say it in my movie review, Phantom, and this more goes to that, is I felt they rehashed a lot of same scenes, especially the ship flying in space. It just seems like that one footage of it flying, you know, just in outer space was rehashed a good eight times to me. I didn't feel that. And also that one part, like you said, you felt 2001, this one walkway where mm -hmm. it's like an arch thing. They did a lot of camera pans to same shots. And even in the bar, you'll see when somebody goes by the bar, they do a wide angle in there. I just felt a lot of rehash, like not new footage, because there was a lot of rooms. This ship is monstrous. Yeah. I mean, they can play basketball, they can dance, they can go to a myriad of rooms. I mean, you are limited of what else they could show you. I mean, they do actually go out in space and jump off the ship because yeah. there's a thing they can do. Yeah. But back to the video effects. Yeah, this is flawless, really. Uh, the pool scenes are really cool to look at, too. The only... It's just, this is demo worthy to me. Are you oh, a demo absolutely, worthy? Absolutely, okay. yes. But it's not the top best. And the only mm -hmm. reason I can put on it is they could have blew it out way more. There is a couple scenes that look incredible. When they eat at this Asian restaurant and it's all red, I said, oh my God. Yeah. That is incredible. And then there's some wide angle, very colorful scenes 
because everything has like neon lights around and mm-hmm. all the walkways and stuff and yeah and you know the robot's eyes light up and thick all that stuff was so cool it was crystal crystal clear yeah it also, was a gorgeous filming yeah also like a like towards the end of the movie she is wearing this red dress oh my god that shade of red oh that that's that's exactly the kind of red that i love it's so beautiful and it just jumps out at you like it's so cool you know and then you see fire but not like the typical fire it's more like the engines and stuff and i thought it looked fantastic as well i thought the space scenes could have been a little darker too it was never pitch dark mm-hmm. and i don't know what it would look like out in space i mean this ship is huge and it's got a lot of lights on it so when you're shooting like a camera out of a ship i'm trying to think if this could really happen i guess it wouldn't be pitch black because there's so much light coming from this ship so you don't get pitch dark blacks in the space scenes true which i think was accurate at what it would look like uh yeah i don't know (laughs) like i really don't know but that i will say is the difference between 2001 where it's better It, it is pitch dark and you can see a little shimmering star or little rock this one you get a nice star field asteroid field Oh, and yeah. it's dark, but it doesn't go to the highest contrast ratio you can by no means. Yeah. But it looked great. That I mean, is true. The stars just, look beautiful. It's just a tiny little bit of improvement. I think it could have been done on the disc because they could have tamped it down. But then again, it might have really looked like that if you're shooting it. So. Yeah. Like I'm thinking like how it would really look like I, and I have no idea because one thing that is very clear to me is that any light would have to come from the ship itself. And well, yeah, I mean, the, the things that there are lights everywhere on the ship. So like, and, and it's very metallic looking on the outside. There's a lot of metal and a lot of glass and a lot of ways that you can reflect that light. So who knows? Like it might look like that, but pfft. There's and there's no way a lot know. of 4K shine in this on glass. Oh, yes. Metals, robots. Ice. Yes. It's just piercing and it looks great. It's phenomenal. Like I said, the only reason this isn't going to get an A plus from me is because they could have blew it out even more. On the contrast, yeah. On some, not all the scenes. Just mm-hmm. on certain ones, they could have really punched it in there. But on a whole, you're not going to get anything clearer than this. I mean, it's just... Yeah. Uh, it's 1917 clear. I mean, it's that gorgeous. Yeah. And also, there is well, one thing that, that I didn't say in the review, too. Like, there are a lot of special effects because in this ship, uh, there's lots of gravity, quite a few oh, times right there's some and those scene. scenes look perfect yes. i mean the, the those special effects and the and the 4k doesn't take anything right. from them and the stunt work was done really well oh yeah too 
And like Phantom said, a lot of this was digital effects, and you'd never know because when water is not in a pool and because there's no gravity, yeah, it, it looks totally to go up. real. Exactly. And the people did too. Yeah, and I'm sure that, well, not, I'm not sure, but probably when they filmed it, they used like, you know, ropes and this and that, but they just made it so cool the way they melded practical effects or the actors themselves with visual effects it, it was just so well done and also back to the story again because we didn't really cover it but we're doing all the technicals here it was the sets were great i mean the rooms the pods were in the rooms where they play games the master control center all the walkways and stuff amazing i mean you felt yeah. like you was on the ship in this movie That's- exactly and the thing is <laughs> like maybe for you know normal i don't know regular people whatever it doesn't look that impressive but the fact that everything looked real and you know and you don't say oh that looks fake that means you're buying it it's well done yes because we just talked about captain marvel where our so much stuff looked fake interacting with humans now phantom didn't think as much but she can <laughs> she's got to agree points, a lot of things at some fake. points i did agree yeah all right audio good surrounding yeah, you this like isn't you see this doesn't have action in it there's one main scene towards the end where there's more sound but yes. this is more ambiance, dialogue, music here and there, some sci-fi tracks. But there's a lot of surround in this movie. Yeah, and also going back to the pool scene, there's a pool there's a scene where mm-hmm. the pool loses gravity and you do hear the water or the lack of sound because you're in the water and it just feels like you're in there i appreciated the bartender robot scenes like every time that guy moved it felt like he was whizzing by you yeah every time because you know to serve the drinks he's gotta go back and forth and he's on this gear rail thing yeah Uh and you hear like every time and it was so cool it was subtle it was nice and it felt like he was right around you yeah. So that is all positives for the Phantom and I. So what special features? And this is a three-disc set. Has a 3D version too, but if you remember our tip, that is not possible in 4K. Yeah, that's just on Blu-ray. We have deleted scenes, space on screen, the visual effects of passengers, on the set with Chris Pratt, and more. And it also says, first look at the passenger's awakening VR experience. So this is a thing somewhere. All righty. So this is the time, Phantom. What's your grade? My grade is an A. This is definitely demo-worthy material. You, I, I mean, hopefully you like the movie, but th- this, is, this just looks fantastic. And I think... This is one of those movies that I say, there's no other way to get this movie than on 4K. It looks beautiful. Yeah, we're going to have a little trouble on this one. I'm not sure what we're going to, because I'm going with A-, minus, definitely demo worthy. I think the two things that I picked out that doesn't, because A is like, oh, there's just one thing that doesn't make it the best. <laughs> and this is like two things. Like I said, it could have been blown out a little more. 
but because of how this movie was too with the sound you're not getting a lot of action sound so this while it does feel you're on the ship and you got the atmosphere around you and the sound goes with it and stuff it doesn't really highlight the sound and for me i think a has to highlight a plus definitely but a even too it has to highlight the best of the best sound and best of the best video so to me i'm a minus and we're gonna have to battle what our final grade is because there's nothing in between a (laughs) minus and a but you want to stick with that or a minus am i convincing you uh, I mean, it I mean, looks you make beautiful. an excellent point. It looks amazing. People buy this disc. I mean, it's that good. We're just nitpicking on this grade of what we have, how we grade, and we think we're the most accurate as any reviewer of 4K discs. Uh, it's just that look like, yeah, it's true that there isn't that much action that you can actually like enjoy the atmos for example to the to its full glory but i insist you cannot fault a disc for something that the movie but I'm not doesn't faulting have the disc okay I, i'm not that's not faulting the disc a plus is the best of the best well, it's yeah. gotta have everything it doesn't mean our b pluses have faults could be something like this we have b's that are shot digitally look great, but don't use HDR, for example. Yeah, or yeah, don't you're use right. overhead. I will do that. A, A minus. Yeah. So this is going on our sidebar and staying there forever. This is one to pick up, show off your family, friends, what 4K can do. All right, wrapping up episode 38. Where do you want our fans to go, Lady Phantom? Our fans can go to BillShetty.com and they can sign that guestbook. We respond. And if you leave us your recommendations, suggestions, or requests, you know we will cover that in a bonus episode. There you have it. So for Lady Phantom, I am Bill Shetty. We will catch you in the next Movies in 4K. Movies in 4K.